0: Welcome to the Guardian Podcast with Ren Melberg. My name is Harold Nickel. This week, Ren will introduce us to the stand-up meeting as part of the Agile Project Management Way. Stand-up meetings are at the heart of Agile and Scrum Team organization. A stand-up meeting is like any good habit that will or should become part of the daily routine for the team. But like any good habit, there is a format organization needed. Now, I confess that I have a bias against meetings in general. For me, I would go into a room full of people who were not focused on me, the topic, or any of the few outcomes that ever come from any meeting. I'm just not a fan. Most meetings are lots of talk to make people seem important or busier than they really are. So you have a pretty cynical host at least when it comes to daily meetings, Ren. And I guess the challenge with any meeting is to stay on topic. But before I digress too much further, can you introduce the overall concept of the stand-up meeting?
1: Well, first of all, it's not a meeting. (laughs) Okay, (laughs) good. The way that you just described it, it's not a meeting. And this is one of the things that people struggle with and why um, most agilists, We'll refer to the daily stand up or any of our regular, um, quote, meetings and quotes in Scrum as ceremonies. Because we try to make it very clear that they don't follow any of the standard meeting stuff that you just mentioned earlier and the reasons why people hate meeting. Okay, good. In all of our, in the reason we use ceremonies and sometimes you also hear rituals, by the way. Mm -hmm. The reason we do that is, and use those particular words, is to invoke um, that sort of um, standing uh, ritual or agenda. Everybody knows exactly what's going to happen before you even start. And the discipline and the level of importance that we often subscribe to ceremonies or rituals. So that's the first thing is that um, when we talk about sprint planning, daily stand-ups, and the sprint review and, and retro, those are our scrum ceremonies, and those should be the most important things that the team members stop anything else they're doing and to do those.
0: Okay, I'm, I'm glad to hear all of that. I like ceremony <laughs> way better than meetings. So all of my bias. But it,
1: it evokes a different emotional level, right? When you talk about a ceremony.
0: Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Um, the
1: meaning. Um, and the other thing that stand up, the daily stand up is, or is not, it's not a meeting, It's not a status report. And so often we will see um, scrum teams treating the daily standup as if it's a status report mm-hmm. what it really is is a way of communicating the value you've created the value you're going to create so what you what value you've already created for your team what you're going to create for your team and it really is about communicating those handoffs And we've talked about this before, that for work to get done, for a user story to get done, there are um, uh, several tasks, a lot of tasks that need to happen for every user story. Those tasks are spread out across the Scrum team. Mm -hmm. And so they need to share their work to get that user story done and the purpose of the stand-up is to say hey harold you know those two tasks you were waiting for Mm -hmm. i got one done i'm gonna get the other one done today so then you as harold go oh cool i can start working on my next task today and i know i can pick up that other one tomorrow
0: yeah that's good to hear because as you say about status reports, so many times meetings just seem to degenerate into self-promotion of, look how busy I am, look at how much I'm doing. And you're right, the idea of a ceremony is um, a lot more appealing, at least to me, than than the word meeting. So I'll try to use the word ceremony in place of meeting for the remainder of the show. (laughs) So with that in mind, where should these ceremonies occur?
1: Any time every day, and it should be the exact same time every day um, that is best for the team. Traditionally, it's in the morning. Mm-hmm. Usually, the first thing that a scrum team does in the morning. But for distributed teams, you know, geographically distributed teams, that doesn't mm-hmm. always work. Um, and for organizations that have. Um, a large number of scrum teams that doesn't always work. Uh, so, a lot of times we've talked about this with um, scaled agile framework or safe organizations. Um, the, Agi- the agile release train engineer or the PO often have more than one scrum team that they're supporting. Mm-hmm. And so, you don't want the daily stand up to be at the same time. Okay. Also, the same thing with um, Really, you know, um, organizations that really, really want to be successful at Agile will always bring in coaches to help them. This okay. is not something you can do yourself. I always say, you know, how you, you, there aren't very many car repairs you can do anymore yourself. This is not something you can do yourself. You yeah. need an expert to come in and help you. Um, and it's hard for the coaches if all the stand ups are at the same time. Or close to the same time. So organizations will then often stagger them. But it doesn't really matter when as much as that it's the same time every single day.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it dawns on me that you know each team or each coach may have several teams that he or she works with, right?
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Absolutely. Coaches especially okay. will have multiple teams that they work with.
0: Okay. Let's talk about substance, and, and with respect to s- substance, what are the appropriate right. topics for stand-up ceremonies?
1: So when you think of a status report, most of the time status reports are telling you what I'm still working on but I haven't finished. Mm-hmm. That's not what this, this daily stand-up is about. Okay. Um, again, that's the daily stand-up is what is the value that I created yesterday? What am I going to create today? And then what are any blockers or impediments? Okay. That I have now or, or, you know, see coming. And the purpose of the value I created yesterday, what I'm going to do today, that's really focused on the tasks that people are doing. And we've talked about this very lightly, but tasks that are sized correctly, a person can finish in a in a day, in a work day or less. Okay. And that's so that to make sure that if things are going wrong, you don't spin. because mm-hmm. so, so often in a traditional waterfall, people will work on something for days and weeks before they ask for help.
2: Mm.
1: In Agile, we were we ask for help right away. Uh, we talked a little bit about that. And servant leadership isn't just looking at how you can. Um, help others, but also knowing when to ask others to help you. Yep. That's right. It goes both ways. So we time box tasks to business day or less, um, or work day or less so that, um, we lower the risk that something could go wrong. Mm -hmm. It also allows people an opportunity to always have something to communicate and stand up. Mm -hmm. And communicate that I finished this task. This is what I'm going to do today.
0: Yeah, that's not just a a good way to conduct one of these ceremonies, but it's also a good way to manage time, right? Isn't it?
1: Yeah, absolutely. And it should be crisp. Every Mm -hmm. presentation should be very crisp.
0: That's a good point. Um, An economy of words is always preferred. So at the same time, what are the kinds of things not to talk about? What are the topics to avoid?
1: Well, if there's any kind of conversation, mm-hmm. um, a coach knows then there are issues with the stand-up. One of the things that we do in SAFE, in particular, is if the team needs, every team needs time to just talk to each other and talk through things mm-hmm. that's not done in stand-up. We do that in what we call the meet-after. So... Often what I have organizations do is schedule an hour, 15 minutes for your stand-up, 45 minutes for your Mm meet-after. If you don't need the meet-after time, then you don't use it. Hmm. But it's always there for you if you have impediments, blockers, or just things that you need to work through. Or like the QA person needs to review um, the test cases with the team or... There's a new design from the architect, and he wants to show it to you. Or, you know, you always have that time Mm -hmm. to work through and discuss things together. But those should not be done during the stand-up.
0: Yeah, like you say, no conversations. It should be crisp and to the point. What value did I add yesterday? What value am I going to add today? Full stop.
1: Yeah, and then any blockers or impediments.
0: Right, blockers. Okay, so with respect to the form, is there a time or or length these ceremonies should last?
1: Absolutely, and every coach will tell you 15 to 20 minutes, mm-hmm. should not be longer. Our goal for most coaches is 15 minutes.
0: 15, okay. Yeah. That, that's not very and that's long. That's one of the
1: things we do. When we look at a team or we look at a scrum master and we're assessing... Um, how well they're doing, we time the stand-ups. Mm-hmm. That's one of the things we always look at is, you know, if a stand-up is 45 minutes, you know, there's problems on this team. Mm-hmm. There's a lack of discipline. There's probably communication issues. You know, so we know right away. I mean, the stand-up is very, the daily stand-up is very revealing as to how well a team is doing in their scrum practices overall hmm
0: Yeah, it sounds like it. If it's supposed to be 15 minutes long and it's double that, then that's a symptom of, of issues. Okay. Now, one of the things that I have to spend a lot of time on is scheduling. There's never a good time to get everybody together. And I experience some people really get offended when a team will decide to meet without them, not yield to their schedule to accommodate them. How do you get everyone on an Agile Scrum team to commit to and actually show up at a daily ceremony, whether it's 15 minutes or, or not?
1: You know, Alvin for new teams, it isn't easy, you're right. Um, where we have fewer of these challenges as organizations that have really committed, to being agile,
2: uh-huh. then
1: their team members are dedicated to that scrum team. And so they don't have very many outside obligations, uh-huh. and it becomes a lot easier for the team to then align on the time that they're going to meet every day. Organizations that don't have dedicated scrum team members, which every coach in the world will try and coach them to not do that, Mm -hmm. Um, they have problems with daily stand-ups, they have problems with every single uh, Scrum ceremony because of those kind of issues, because the people are pulled and have multiple conflicts. And that's why I tell my clients that if you have people on more than one Scrum team, both teams lose.
0: Uh. Because they can't really get their full attention, right?
1: Exactly. And that person will always have conflicts and become a bottleneck for somebody. Hmm.
0: That's a a good point. Um, More focused attention and, as you have said, more discipline.
1: is uh, Right. And this is another case, you know, just trying to schedule your ceremonies where having people who aren't dedicated to the scrum team makes it more difficult.
0: Right. Right. Now, with respect to the, to the daily ceremony, I, I know that in kind of meetings 101, they talk about always have an agenda. So for the scrum ceremony, is there an agenda for everyday stand-up?
1: Yeah. I mean, everybody knows, and there's a lot of different models. You know, I just happen to like focusing in on value. Mm-hmm. Um, but what is the value I created yesterday? What am I going to do? What, what value am I going to create today? Mm -hmm. Are my blockers and impediments. Um, Often teams will add, what are things I need to discuss? Hmm. So I mentioned earlier that the meet after time, a lot of times the QA person will say, I finished the test cases for user story, whatever, and would like to review them with the team today.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. That's a good point. And
1: everybody knows, oh, that's a meet after topic. Right. Then we'll do that. What I do with Scrum Masters is I encourage them to write the meet after topics on a wall or on a piece of paper, Uh you know, record it. Then as soon as the stand up is done, everybody sits down and you go through the list and you prioritize it. And you do that, you walk through that list of topics until you run out of time.
0: Huh. So you just kind of pick them off one at a time, and yep, you're, so the whole
1: team prioritizes them. So what's most important? Mm-hmm. Do that first, and plow through the topics. Um, and remember, we call this stand up because you should be standing up,
0: right? No, no lounging about. It's everyone on their feet. So yeah,
1: and but it's also because after most adults start to get uncomfortable standing in one place after fifteen minutes. You read so my it's a mind. physical reminder that <laughs> this is this is not a status report. This is not a meeting. This is not a conversation. You know, it's supposed to be precise and concise, mm-hmm. and you move on. And only the people who have updates provide one. Mm-hmm. If you know, so a lot of times I get asked, "Well, should POs, you know?" Participate in the daily stand-up other than listening. Uh-huh. Absolutely. If the PO was supposed to review a user story or if the PO was supposed to update exceptions criteria or, you know, there's always things that POs are supposed to be working on that they owe the Scrum team, then yes, uh-huh. they should be providing that in their, their stand-up. The same thing with Scrum Masters. I'm asked all the time, well, should Scrum Masters be participating Well, if they're doing work for the team, they should be. Most of the time, they probably aren't going to have a lot to say. But you look in larger organizations, the Scrum Master is often responsible for data readiness, te- environment readiness. I mean, there's a lot of things that the Scrum Masters do to make sure that the Scrum team um, can continue their work. And so they may need to have updates.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And the, the other important thing though is the Scrum team isn't giving isn't talking to the Scrum master or to the PO. It mm-hmm. should be talking to the entire team. And particularly anyone who's waiting for them to do their work so that their team member can do theirs.
0: Yeah, I, I can think of a lot of different situations where I wish we were standing up. So that you know we could sort of get on with it, and um, I don't—I hate saying church, but <laughs> it's the thing that kind of came to mind. But anyway, <laughs> at your uh, at your stand-up ceremony, who runs the who runs the thing? Who's in charge?
1: Generally, the Scrum Master, but in in terms of keeping people on a topic, not you know, sort of gently reminding people if they're rambling on. to... Mm-hmm. Stay precise and concise. Um, But, again, no one should be giving their daily stand-up to the Scrum Master. I see. So they're not in charge in that sense. Uh, They're supposed to be helping the team with good Scrum behaviors, and this is a major Scrum ceremony. Mm -hmm. So the Scrum Master should be not only listening for blockers and impediments, or things that the team should discuss, but should also be making sure that the team is doing really good daily stand-up behaviors.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's more of a conductor-coach kind of a role than, than what most... Think. I'm sorry, go ahead.
1: Than being in charge.
0: Yeah. You're right, yeah. So the elements, what, what composes the daily stand-up? What are the elements of those ceremonies?
1: Sure, so the stand-up should always start on time. We don't wait for anybody. Um, So, you know, if you scheduled at 9 o'clock in the morning, you start at 9 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. You don't wait until 9.01 or 9.02 when everybody gets there. Mm -hmm. Um, Everybody stands up, even if you're working from home or working remotely. If you have good uh, scrum discipline, you're going to stand up. Right. Everyone is listening and focused on the conversation. And what you're listening for is your handoffs. So, oh, that's done, so I gotta do my work now. Mm-hmm. Um, you're also gonna be listening to, for impediments. So, if someone is um, late on something, does that impact you? Mm-hmm. And, um, most of it's really about listening. Um, We do encourage people to prepare their stand-up before, you know, mentally, not like write it down, Uh but (laughs) prepare it before um, you actually do the stand-up. So a lot of organizations that have agile management tools, Uh like JIRA, Rally, or Version 1, I encourage the Scrum team members to go into the tool first, make Uh sure it's up to date, and speak to that when they're doing their daily standup. Be a lot more accurate. You're going to risk missing things a lot less. Um, so I work with a lot of a organi- lot of teams to use a Kanban board
2: uh-huh.
1: and speak to the board as they're doing their stand up. It really helps to make sure the rally management tools up to date, or sorry, the agile management tools of up to date. Um, but again, it helps people avoid forgetting things. Um, those are you know, pretty much the main things. And it should be, especially the team matures, it becomes pretty fast flowing.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, you don't have to call people's names out, et cetera. They just volunteer and start giving their um, stand-up when the previous person finished.
0: Yeah, and, and kind of like what you mentioned, it sounds like you're listening for that verbal cue for... And you called it handoffs? Right. Okay.
1: So it's when I finish my task and your task is next. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we often refer to that as a handoff. So development, I finish coding. I've done my unit testing. Errol, this is ready for you to pick up and test.
0: And then I start talking about testing or whatever the task, whatever yeah. comes then next. then
1: you're like, oh, good, then I can work on that today. Okay. And you'll add that to your list of what I want to do today.
0: Yeah, I, I really like this, uh, things that I can do to add value in a single day. That's, that's mm-hmm. something I'll personally take away from our conversation today. And I think you covered a few of these already, but were there anything or any other things that the participants ought to do to, to prepare in advance for each day's ceremony?
1: A lot of it is. um So this is the other thing that goes away from the status report, and why I I really use the value model is this isn't about the what I did, but this is about making sure that I'm telling people what they need to know to help them be successful. Because mm-hmm. remember, like you said, a status report tends to be a little narcissistic. Yes. This is the opposite of that. This is really that servant leader model. What do I need to make sure my team knows so that they can be successful?
0: Right. Yeah, that's, um, even though we tend to sort of look at self-promotion or how do I stand out to move up, the whole team mm-hmm. concept in Agile is so different from that. Um, it's you know, frankly, so different than the kind of environment I grew up in that um, I'm always uh, amazed at, at how uh, smoothly these things run in the mm-hmm. Agile Scrum uh, in- environment. Now, I established early in the intro that meetings are a hot button for me. And I think I already know the answer to this, but I'm going to ask it anyway. How is multitasking viewed in the agile world during one of our stand up ceremonies?
1: Um, pretty severely frowned upon. Yeah. Um, one of the things that, one of the reasons we stand up is it's, you can't work at your computer if you're standing up. Mm-hmm. And if somebody takes out their cell phone during a stand up and they aren't using it to give their stand up, their team's going to get pretty pissed off.
2: Yeah, I imagine, and
1: I've seen people like, in seemingly unable to disconnect from their cell phones, and mm-hmm. they've been asked to be removed from. The, their scrum teams have asked them to be removed. It is so disrespectful. Yeah. In general, um, to have any conversation with people or be in any meeting, and be multitasking, and I admit I've, I'm I'm guilty of it myself because it's so prevalent in our culture. Mm -hmm. But when we think about it, it's incredibly, incredibly rude and disrespectful. When you're supposed to be paying attention to this person and your face is in your laptop or in your cell phone or your tablet instead. And during scrum rituals, this is just not accepted. It's considered one of the worst behaviors you can engage in Uh on a scrum team and the longer a scrum team works together and the more disciplined they get and the more successful they are the less tolerant they become of multitasking to be honest with you because they start to see how it slows them down and multitasking does there's this obscene amount of science mm-hmm. that has proven that human beings cannot multitask successfully. And I was just coaching a team for a current client a couple of weeks ago, and in their retro, they said how frustrated they were having to repeat things because people were multitasking.
0: Yeah, isn't that the truth? And, you know, it's rude behavior, as you say, and I would have... Imagine that just the fact that you have to stand up in front of everybody would be a big discourager. But as a presenter um, or as somebody who's trying to lead a discussion, it's very discouraging to see people, you know, working on email or doing something else when you're trying to explain something to them. I'm pretty sure that email will wait.
1: Um, Oh, always. I did a long time. I had... (laughs) A scrum master who actually was the one who, um, was guilty of multitasking. Oh
2: man.
1: And their team was just fit to be tied because how many times that the scrum master would m- miss someone communicating in a pediment or blocker. hmm And how many times they had to repeat things and it just, they were so frustrated and so, one day, you know, it, there, it built up to this. This didn't, didn't come out of the box, but I kept talking to the Scrum Master about it, kept talking about, to the Scrum Master about it. And then finally, I said, Why don't you show all of us what this email is that you were, you were working on that couldn't wait?
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> that
1: and was more important than your Scrum team.
0: Did he? Show or us she? the email.
1: Yes, she did, and, she, and it was obvious that it was nothing. It could have waited. She was just so in the habit of reading an email as soon as it arrived and responding to it as soon as she got it. But it's a perfect example of not prioritizing and not being focused, and those are two things we do in Agile. We prioritize everything. Mm-hmm. Because we recognize we can't do everything.
0: That's so true. And we
1: focus on what are the top priorities, what is most important right now.
0: Yeah, I know that for me, I try to block out time early and time late to answer email. Because if you want to talk about something that is distracting, at least for me, it's it's the dang email. Um, anyway... We've established, well, I think... Oh, sorry, But go ahead.
1: the The thing to remember, so since we're on a meeting topic, right? The thing to remember is we only have a few ceremonies
2: mm-hmm.
1: for Scrum teams. So the amount of pure work time that people have if they're in an agile organization or on Scrum teams is usually about three to 400 times more than their peers. Mm-hmm. Because they just, a lot of times, the scrum team only meets one hour a day. Yeah. They don't have all these other meanings. And so that's part of the, I guess you would say, intolerance of multitasking. Yeah. Because it's like, okay, we ask you to meet with us one hour today. That's it. That means you have seven other hours to do your, your emails.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: This isn't waterfall where it's the other way around, where you're going to be meeting with your team for seven hours, and you might have an hour during the day to have lunch, go to the bathroom, <laughs> get something to drink, and do all your emails, right? Right. So, <laughs> Agile is the exact opposite of that. We deliberately have... a um. Very, we try not to have any meetings. We have very few ceremonies. What ceremonies do we have are tightly time-boxed so that we maximize the amount of time that people have to do actual work, including their emails. Hmm.
0: Yeah, it's, uh, I think you know. I always come back to the discipline word when, when I'm hearing um, you describe this. Now, with the time we have left, I know we've or you've established that um, these ceremonies are not for reporting status. Are there other things, though, that the stand-up ceremony is not?
1: I think the biggest ones that we see are them turned into status report meetings or conversations. Mm -hmm. And, you know, those are the two things we've talked about that they're definitely, definitely – not. Um, they're also not usually public. I guess it's another one is hmm. sometimes managers will c- want to come to, you know, daily stand ups. And it's like, I would, I'm like, okay, well, what do you want to accomplish? Well, I just want to know what's going on. Huh. Okay. I'm not sure the daily stand the right place. Let's talk through what are your needs. Um, cause sometimes it does, it is helpful for managers or partners on or you know, a stakeholder on a scrum team, um, to listen in to a daily stand up. But what I find it's very hard for them to just listen. Yeah. They tend to want to treat it like a status report and they'll start asking questions. And it's very disruptive to the scrum team. It breaks mm-hmm. their path, their rhythm. Because daily stand ups like any Ritual or ceremony, remember, have a natural rhythm to them. Mm. Yeah. And when you have someone who comes in and starts asking questions or one of the things that happens to, well, I just need to talk to them about something. Well, that's not what the daily stand-up is for. There's a meet after. That's a good time to talk to the team about something.
2: Mm.
1: Uh, you know, so th- that happens. That's part of the protecting the team. That yes. the PO and the Scrum Master
0: has to do. Yeah, I love that you use the word rhythm with this group because I'm I'm always picturing kind of an orchestra playing, and um, if you have an orchestra and somebody brings in I don't know a, a bongo drum um, and just plays <laughs> randomly, that would that would wreck the the performance. That would wreck the the rhythm, as as
1: you say. Well, and oftentimes what happens is, and that's a great metaphor because it happens in, in that musical metaphor and it also happens actually on scrum teams, is the the musicians get so discombobulated by this new thing uh-huh. that was introduced that they wind up, stop they stop playing.
2: Ah, uh, yeah.
1: And, and that's what happens with scrum teams too, is like someone comes in and disrupts their daily stand-up And they stop doing their stand-up. They stop talking.
0: It's always so interesting, you know, to learn about these things and what a sensible way to do work Agile and Scrum both are. And, you know, for all my prejudices about meetings, it seems that at least in the Agile Scrum world of the stand-up, there are plenty of advantages and a ton of upside if uh they're conducted the way you've you've suggested here today
1: right absolutely
0: well one of the things that uh i want to mention before we go is that Ren did a very comprehensive interview over the labor day holiday weekend and while we can't talk about it just now it's uh worth noting that uh, your guardian was very, very busy over the Labor Day holiday weekend um, trying to help a reporter on deadline. So when that is published, we'll certainly be able to, to say more about it. And in the meantime, if you want to follow Ren and keep up with all of the latest from her and contact her, you can go to her website, which is RenMelbourne.com. Hey, that's it for this week. Be sure to come back next week for another edition of the Guardian podcast with Ren Melberg.